Hey everybody, welcome back to Not Your Average Gay, the podcast. It's me, Connor, obviously, if you didn't figure that out yet. Um, I want to lead off today's episode by checking in with everyone and asking how you guys are. Like, legitimately, how are you? I know it's hard right now. Life is kind of tough. Gas prices are going up to rates we haven't seen since 2008. There's a war in Europe for the first time in a very long time. Um, climate change is still happening. Um, inflation, God, it's it's. There's a lot. You you don't need my help telling you. But um, I just wanted to start off by um, doing what my therapist recommends anytime I get overwhelmed by things I can't control, which is like society and the fact that everything is fucking seems like it's spiraling out of control. Um, when I feel that way, she just tells me to take a deep breath in through my nose and out through my mouth, just like a really deep one. And honestly, it helps doing it that way than better than just taking a regular deep breath. So we're going to do that right now. Whatever you're at, wherever you're doing, fucking stop it and take a deep breath with me. Let's do it right now. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's do it. Ready? If that wasn't enough, do another one. There. See? Take care of yourself. Take care of your fucking mental health. You're pretty fucking cool. Don't don't let everything that's going on stop you from being your amazing self. So Like I talked about in the last episode, um, there is so much pain happening in Europe right now, especially in Ukraine. And um, here are some of the resources that you can go to. Obviously, UNICEF, that's who I donated money to. Uh, You go to Um, UNICEFUSA.org. The Ukraine, uh, the page for the Ukraine should pop up immediately. Whenever I donated, it was the first thing on the page. It popped up first. Um, also, you can use the International Rescue Committee. Uh, go to rescue.org slash Ukraine. Uh, also, uh, a new one that I am going to donate to this week is Amnesty International. Uh, what they do, uh, what they do is, is they help monitor and investigate human rights violations and defend individuals that are likely to be targeted, such as human rights activists, journalists, and LGBTQ plus Ukrainians. Um, it's a really cool uh, organization, and you can donate to Amnesty International by going to donate.amnesty.usa.org. Um, or amnestyusa.org. I think there's a dot between Amnesty and USA. Sorry, my bad. Um, so yeah, go give to some of those uh, if you want to help. Uh, there's so much that you can do. There's so many great organizations. Also, um, I think, I don't remember which store I was at the other day, but one of the stores, I've been to a couple this week. But one of the grocery stores I was at, they were doing to where you could round up to give money to Ukraine. Um, and so there is, even a little bit helps. It really does uh, in the long run. So, um, yeah, it's really important to make sure that we don't forget about our friends in the Ukraine. There's so much pain happening right now. And they are very similar to us. And don't think that just because um, we're so far from Russia, uh, we're so far on the other side of the world that this can't happen to us because... Um, a couple weeks ago, I'm sure the Ukrainians felt the same way. 
about their society and their country. So um, just don't take what we, we have for granted and our freedom for granted, obviously. So uh, as we go into our first segment, I want to apologize. Uh, listening back to that first segment, I sounded kind of over it. And um, honestly, uh, I kind of am. I'm, it's, it's not anything personal towards the podcast, obviously. I was supposed to put this episode out earlier in the week, and I didn't. And the episode I did record, I was a little too emotional during, so I didn't want to put that out. Um, it's just times are tough. And like I said in the first episode, uh, first intro part of this one, this episode, I don't need to have to tell you guys how tough things are. And obviously everybody's dealing with their own stuff. I'm dealing with some stuff that I'll be able to talk about really soon. But um, things are just hard right now. And so the way I, the best way I could say to just to, to go about that is just when you're out in public, whether it's at a convenience store, getting something from inside the gas station, or you're at a, you're at a restaurant, just go easy on everybody. Everybody is going through something. You know, everything is really intense right now. And I think that's one common theme that we all can relate to is the fact that the world just feels fucking chaotic. And we're all here together on this rock. We can't change that. So we might as well just go easy on each other. And if you can't do that, listen to some Adele. And if you listen to Easy On Me and take the message from that. But just be patient, especially people that are younger. You know, we haven't dealt with anything like this before, and obviously I don't think anyone has, but it's just, it's not an easy time to be alive, much less a young person, 18 and, or 21 and under, honestly. So, um, the main part of this episode that we're going to talk about is, uh, obviously Brittany Griner. Um, if you know me personally, which a lot of you don't, but some of you do that listen to this podcast know me personally, and you probably know that Brittany Griner is someone that I've looked up to since I was 12 years old. And the reason I say 12 years old, because there was a specific time in my life when Brittany came into my life and she really helped me learn a lot about myself. So she just means a lot to me. But if you don't know why I'm talking about Brittany Griner, the reason I'm talking about Brittany Griner is because Brittany plays overseas in Russia. She's been doing it for about six or seven years now. Um, I've always personally felt super uncomfortable with the fact that Britney's been playing over there um, just as a fan of hers because she's gay. Uh, Britney's been openly gay since she was like a senior at Baylor, I think. That was when she publicly came out to the world. Um, And I've always just been kind of nervous about her going over there because of Russia's anti-gay laws. And they've always been that way. And But, you know... They've always said that the WNBA players that go and play over there to make their, way, their living wage, um, they're high-profile guests of the country, so nothing will happen to them. It's always been that way. But ever since the war started in Ukraine, and it's just not, it wasn't a good place for our players to be, and so that's why a lot of them came home. Well, on February 17th, Brittany was arrested in a Russian airport on allegations of drug smuggling because... Cartridges containing hemp were, or hash oil, sorry, my bad, were found in her luggage. Now, keep in mind, Brittany had been playing there for six or seven years. So if this was something that she, con- she used consistently, why would they all of a sudden have a problem with it? And then on the flip side of that, okay, 
If not, if she didn't have that, then where did it come from? Did it have anything to, anything to do with that she was gay? And she's 6'9"? And has dreads and sticks out like a sore thumb? Did that have anything to do with it? That in a country full of white people, white pale people, dull white pale people, that Brittany, a light-skinned American covered in tattoos with dreads, who also happens to be 6'9", wouldn't stick out like a sore thumb? Now, I, I just realized as I said dull, that's not what I meant. It's just Brittany sticks out compared to Russian people. And there's a d- prime difference between Brittany Griner and the average Russian woman. That's what I'm trying to say. Or even Russian men. She's taller than most people. So the average human. So that's what I was trying to say. I don't mean anything against the Russian people. I've said that a million times. Russia's a beautiful country with a rich history who just happens to have a dictator at the helm. She was detained on February 17th, which wasn't revealed until yesterday, March 10th. Um, It was revealed to the U.S. State Department. I don't know how I feel about that because she's a high-profile American overseas. Um, I have a huge problem with the fact that this isn't the top news story in the world because here's, here's why. Brittany Griner is the equivalent. I'm trying to think of a player. Of if Draymond Green were to be detained in China. Say there was an NBA game being played in China and he was detained in China. That's the equivalency. Brittany is a multiple-time WNBA Defensive Player of the Year. She's the all-time blocks leader in NCAA history. When she graduated from Baylor, she was second all-time in scoring in NCAA history. And many consider that if she would have probably gotten to the national championship her senior season at Baylor, instead of being upset in the Sweet 16 that year, that she may have broken Jackie Stiles, at the time, the all-time leading scorer's record. A record that would later be broken by Kelsey Plum. Point of what I'm saying is, Brittany's a dominant force in basketball. She's she's an an inspiration to many, including myself. Like I said, when she was at Baylor and she came out her senior season, that took so much balls, so much courage. It helped with my own self-discovery. You know, I had an eighth grade project where we had to talk about ourselves and the things that defined us and things that made us who we were. And Brittany, it was a collage. And Brittany was on there. I still have that collage. It's in my room at home at my parents' house in a closet, I'm pretty sure. But I saw it last well, a couple of times ago when I was there. I was cleaning something out and I saw it. And I thought of her because I'm still a BG fan. I follow her. I follow her wife. Uh, for a long time, I followed her mom on Instagram um, Brittany is a beautiful soul and she always has been and she's so strong that's why I, my heart hurts for her because she's been through so much she's been through so much in her life that she has to go through this now it just it makes me so angry when I first found out she was detained I was at work and I honestly couldn't process it until I got home and I got very angry I was Throwing things and I had to re- and kicking things around and then I realized I had to realize Brittany's strong. 
She's a strong person and this is going to make her even stronger. My heart just hurts for her. It really does. And my heart hurts for her mother, Sandra, and her wife, Sherelle. I'm so sorry. And they're both in my prayers. Brittany. Brittany faces some hefty charges up to possibly 10 years in prison or the possibility of being used as a political pawn. And if she goes that route, then her fate is up to Russian air quote president Vladimir Putin. Putin, sorry, Putin. <laughs> Putin. Um, who is evil. And I don't trust that. It's just terrifying because we don't know where Brittany is. We don't know much about any of this. Are the U.S. consulates fucked right now in Russia? It's just a really bad situation. And Brittany is loved by so many people. Um, this should be, like I said, the top news story. Because it's the equivalency of Draymond Green going down. Or Joel Embiid being kept. Or I'm trying to think of someone else. Freaking Dwight Howard. Yeah, you think of someone who is important. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, anyone. You know, Brittany's not like an MVP player. Well, she was. She was. I think she was like second place this past year for MVP in the WNBA. So the best was still ahead of Brittany's career. So um, just please keep Brittany in your, your thoughts. It's obviously a very uh, tough situation. If you want to support, put pressure on social media, tweeting your support for whether it's free BG or tweeting at, you know, for the w, uh, at the WNBA. Anything helps speaking out, especially in times of war. So um, just like I said, I love Brittany so much. And not that this is going to find Sherelle or uh, Brittany's mom, Sandra, but y'all are both in my prayers. And uh, I've followed you guys from afar for a long time. And I just want you guys to say y'all are, y'all are strong and... Um, I just hate this so much. And I can't wait to see Brittany's face when she's free. Um, I feel like, you know, she's not just some American that's trapped over there, some WNBA player. She's a two-time gold medalist. She's an Olympian. You know? She needs to come home. And she needs to come home now. So, moving on to another serious subject. Like I said, this is not going to be a light episode at all. Definitely a heavier one. Um, In case you've been living under a rock, the don't say gay bill in Florida passed the Florida House last month and this week passed the Florida Senate. And that moves it to Governor Death Santis' desk. And he's expected to sign it into law either, well, obviously not going to be this week because today's Friday. Um... Next week. He's expected to sign it into law next week at some point. Um, The bill uh, that passed the Senate prohibits classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in Florida's public schools for the ages of K through third grade. Now, I know what you're thinking. Um, Who the fuck is talking about sexual orientation and gender identity at that age? Um, It's not that. It's not. 
happening. That's why it's fucking crazy. Um, I, no one should be talking about sex ed, whether it's straight sex ed, gay sex ed. No one should be talking about that between the ages of K and third. You're not going to hear in, anyone talk about that. That's obviously shouldn't be discussed. Sexuality is not main, a thing that is un, a common knowledge at that age, not being discussed. But you know what is being discussed? The fact that kids feel different. As a gay kid, I'm going to tell you right now, I knew that I was gay at six years old. And I always use this example as a joke, and I, I, I don't mean it as a joke. It just comes out as a joke. The first time that I knew I was gay was when I watched High School Musical on Disney Channel. I will never forget it. I saw Zac Efron without a shirt at the end of the episode. I'm not the episode, the end of the movie where he's talking to his dad in the locker room. You know the scene. If you know High School Musical, you know the scene I'm talking about. That was, and I felt a little something in my heart. It wasn't obviously anything sexual, but it was, I felt a little something. And that's when I knew. That's what I knew. Now, I obviously didn't understand that I was gay, but I knew that I wasn't like, I knew that that wasn't a feeling that every little kid was having. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that a bill like this is so broad because it goes further, goes on to say that in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students discussion. So that that's very broad. That puts that up to a student who could snitch on another student or a teacher. Even it puts the teacher in a position where they could snitch on the student. It just really sucks because the whole language of this bill is just to spread fear for being different. That's all it is. And it really sucks because, like I said, these kids know that they're different. They don't know they're gay, but they know they're different. And the fact that you're taking away an ability to speak, it just sucks. And it creates this veil of shame and this, this... just slap on the wrist that we've spent years trying to fight for this this battle that we've we, we've we fought. It's just it's how dare you? How dare you say that we should go backwards and that these kids should be ashamed of feeling of being different? You know, we've had all these shows come along, all these songs that these kids have been raised on about being different, about embracing being different. It's just spitting in the face of that. And it's very courageous to, to be out at a young age. I will say that. And I'm obviously not telling you to tell your third grade friend to come out of the closet or your little brother or your little cousin. I'm not telling you that. That's not what we're discussing here. What I'm discussing and what I'm saying is for you to know that you feel different and for you to go discuss that with a teacher, if, so if, if you feel the need to do that. Because I came out to a teacher in high school. was one of the first people I came out to in my life. If you feel the need to go discuss something that you're feeling different and you don't know the language that's right or wrong because it's something that you've never been discussed and you feel like you can't talk about it with your parents. It sucks that your teacher could be put in a situation that where they have to betray you. You know, Teachers are first responders for students. Like I said, I came out to one of my teachers. Please 
don't take these teachers away from these students. As someone who, and I come from a supportive family. When I came out to my parents, nothing changed. And there are some people that have opinions about me, but I have opinions about them too. The only difference is we don't share them, you know, and that's understood. But my teachers were so integral in me becoming who I was. Please don't put these teachers in a situation where they have to betray their students. It's hard enough to be a kid in 2022. Please don't make it harder. Please don't make these kids have to juggle understanding what language is right, what language is going to get them in trouble. You know, by doing passing a law like this, you're making it to where these kids that are in same-sex families can't even discuss their parents in the classrooms without possibly getting shamed or in trouble for it. It's absolutely disgusting. But, you know, what else should we expect from Governor Death Samus? You know, when you start banning books, when you start preventing history from being taught, what's com- what comes next? Banning discussions about Obviously, sexually or, sexual orientation, gender identity. Next, you could be discussing, you know, your religious rights, your freedom of speech. And I know you're, what you're thinking. Oh, it's just K through third. It starts at K through third. It starts with banning books. It starts with just those books. It starts with just this topic. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? That's up to us. That's up to us as a society to decide. Right now, we're moving backwards, and that's not cool. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, I'm tired of these bills that keep coming out. It's, it's like we're constantly having to fight going backwards. I don't know. I get too emotional sometimes, you guys. Point is, this law is disgusting. It's horrible. Governor Death Sanus, you should be ashamed of yourself. And if you were up in arms about Governor Cuomo and the nursing home situation, you should be up in arms about Governor Death Sanus and all the deaths that he's been covering up. Because he had, he's had a nursing home situation of his own. He's had a COVID death situation of his own. He's had a lot of issues. And this is someone that very well could be the Republican nominee for president in a couple years. So please, please, please just read on what is happening. Because before you know it, they could be coming for your rights too. And so as I am continue to talk about serious stuff, like I said, this is a very serious episode. Um, we, I want people to remember that every action has an equal reaction. I think we've talked about that before. I think I've talked about how I'm super big on like all the like laws of physics, like what must what's up, what goes up must come down, like um, Occam's razor, all that. That's big. I was raised on that because my dad is a realist. He really is, and like, he raised me that way. So 
what I'm saying is I want you guys to understand that there is a reason why we are everything that's happening right now is happening because of actions that were four or five years ago, you know? So just, I want you guys to remember that. Um, I want people to also remember what the first impeachment of the 45th president of the United States was about. It was about 45 calling President Zelensky, who is now a notable worldwide hero, and offering to withhold aid, which we actually did withhold aid from Ukraine to do things like keep the, to do things like be ready for this war, keep the Russians off their tails. That aid was important. And even if it was delayed for just a couple weeks, it was important that they got that money, even more money than they were getting. So when we talk about things like quid pro quo, you know, he called up Zelensky trying to get a dirt on now President Biden in exchange for aid. Aid that we were supposed to give the Ukraine anyway. So again, those words, quid pro quo. Um, Ambassador Yovanovitch, I can't remember, I can't pronounce her name, sorry. You know, all these... These, wor- these names and uh, words that are coming back up that may sound familiar from a couple years ago, pre-COVID, this is what we're talking about. This is literally what we've been talking about. Every action has an equal reaction, and that's exactly what this is. Now, don't be crazy and think that I'm trying to accuse 45 of starting this. This is, one- this is on one person, and that's Vladimir Putin. But my problem is 45 won't shut his fucking mouth. He keeps calling uh, what Putin did genius and saying that he, if he was there, this wouldn't have happened. And he's right. Like Whoopi Goldberg said, it wouldn't have happened. He would have sold the fucking country. So um, my problem with Trump has never been, oh, I said his name. Fuck, I try not to say his name. My problem with him has never been him or his policies, like I said. It's always been the fact that his language that he used has been so fucking aggressive from the start. From the minute he walked down that escalator in 2015, he's been been coming swinging for people's heads. I've always said that. He started saying the quiet part out loud, and it became okay to be openly hateful and racist. And then when you get called out for that, just cry cancel culture. And that's not cool. You can't just bitch and moan that cancel culture is horrible when you're using it to shield hateful and actual horrible things. Things that you should be reprimanded for. Maybe not necessarily have your entire career canceled for, but you should at least have some pay docked or be fined, which that's kind of what the court of public opinion does sometimes with cancel culture. So it's a double-edged sword. that I've obviously, I've done an episode on how much I hate cancel culture. So you don't have to, you're not going to hear me defending cancel culture. I'm just saying when you give cancel culture ammunition by doing hateful and terrible things, you deserve to get canceled. That's all I'm saying. And that's what 45 and his supporters continuously do. Like I said, they, they say the quiet part out loud and something shifted around 2008 when Sarah Palin happened 
and the tea party. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. I still haven't figured it out yet. None of us have, really. But these bitches got crazy. So just stay woke. Um, and remember, history always repeats itself. It always does. And that's what it's doing right now. Hey guys, so it's the end of the episode. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was kind of heavy. So we're going to go out on a light note like we always do with our weekly L'Chaim and my obsession. Um, the L'Chaim of this week is probably the exact same as last episode. I'm going to be honest with you. It's straight up. I don't remember what the last episode's L'Chaim was, uh, what we toasted to. But um, we're going to toast to the Ukrainian people and their army, and President Zelensky. Uh, They are, those people are ruthless, they're cold-hearted, and they're doing exactly, not cold-hearted, that was a bad way to describe that. Fuck. Um, They're just ruthless, and they want freedom, and they're kind of like us in a way. So, um, to you guys, keep fucking fighting. And like I said, if you want to donate, a couple of, Organizations you can donate to, UNICEF, uh, International Rescue Committee, and Amnesty International. Please donate if you can. I just toasted my Pib Extra, which is artificially flavored spicy cherry soda. That's what it says on the can. So (laughs) This isn't sponsored. I wish it was. And my obsession of this week is... Zendaya and Dominic Fike's version of Elliot's song from the season finale of Euphoria. Um, we're going to talk about what I thought about the season finale of Euphoria in the next episode of Not Your Average Gay, but um, you'll hear my opinion. But that song was beautiful. Um, it was written apparently by Zendaya and Dominic Fike, so it's beautiful. Do I think he should have been singing for three and a half minutes during the finale? No, but uh, we'll elaborate on that later. Um, it's a beautiful song. You should definitely go check it out. I love you guys so much. Please, 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 please take care of each other. Um, send that text. Fucking jump off that diving board. Go out on that limb. I don't know, guys. Um, I'm trying to give myself advice here. I'm definitely going to send that text. We're going to talk in the next episode. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about and referencing in just a second. So, or in a couple of days. I don't know. Love you guys. Be safe. Spread love. Um, yeah.